I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. We're coming off a big week last week with, with the November employment situation as the standout. But before we get to that, let's get some overall perspective from the latest revisions to third quarter GDP. Even though the numbers are no longer fresh, they do tell us what the momentum was like going into the fourth quarter and what needs to happen for the momentum to build. Exactly. Uh, GDP for the third quarter is a good starting point for looking at the mix of strengths and weaknesses heading into the fourth quarter and moving forward. Third quarter GDP growth was revised up last week to a surprising 3.6% from the 2.8% advance estimate. And that number beat expectations for 3.1% gain. Uh, notably, the upward revision was primarily due to a higher estimate for inventory growth. And the demand numbers, notably, were little changed. Final sales of domestic product that were nudged down to 1.9% from 2%. And final, final sales to domestic purchasers uh, were bumped up marginally to 1.8% from the first estimate of 1.7%. Both versions of demand were very sluggish. So even though the overall GDP number was strong at the headline, uh, the, the demand portion was not looking that great. So we need to see if there are signs more recently of whether demand is picking up to basically sop up that inventory growth. Otherwise, heavy inventories are going to cause manufacturers to pull back. And let's move over then to the consumer, because ultimately it's a consumer question. And uh, we had several uh, reports out last week. Uh, and let's jump to the employment report. It surprised in the high side for payrolls. Indeed, it did. Uh, November payroll jobs advanced 203,000. Uh, compared to revised increase of 200,000 for October. And for the latest month, uh, analysts forecast only a 180,000 rise. So the boost in jobs is good for the consumer sector. That's a positive for forward momentum. It's in the fourth quarter and we're heading into the next year. And hopefully that will draw down the unwanted inventories. Hopefully and that'll help. And we got a, a strong Im improvement in uh, the consumer sentiment report from the University of Michigan. Uh, and this was good news going into the holiday season. It jumped to 82.5 uh, for the early December reading. And that's up uh, more than seven points from final November and up more than 10 points from mid-month no uh, November, which uh, was affected by the government shutdown, uh, it w which uh, brought down consumer spirits. Um, and right yes, now, it does, it does look like consumers have temporarily forgotten about the fiscal impasse. Uh, yeah, this is the best reading we've had since uh, since July. Um, and for uh, and the most recent, we also had personal income report for October, and it was on the soft side for both income and spending. Uh, what are the implications on consumer spending moving forward and uh, uh, for the holidays? Right. The latest report was for October, so we're it's not exactly fresh, but it's not exactly old either. 
the income figure was very weak, uh, slipping 0.1%, and it's personal income that fuels consumer spending. Uh, the wages and salaries component, which is the key component for consumers, was up only 0.1%. Spending was a little bit better, not outstanding, but uh, up 0.3%, primarily on the durables component, reflecting motor vehicle sales. And the uh, we had a read in the employment report on uh, on uh, income, and what does that tell us for uh, for November? Basically, uh, we should well, one of the issues is the personal income component in the report and the spending component, they're moderately volatile monthly. So it's not unusual to, to have a weak number and then a moderately strong number. And that likely is going to be the case. Uh, we had aggregate earnings from the employment re report up 0.7%. So that's very favorable going forward for the November month. And we also had the uh, more recent November motor vehicle sales, which were moderately strong. So it looks like in the middle of the fourth quarter, the consumer is going to, going to be doing its part, at least in the auto section. But it's a little worrisome about store sales. They've come in a little bit soft, and that's disappointed retailers. Yes, but you know uh, the gas prices are 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 steady at uh, comparatively low levels, and and that should be a a boost. Uh, the gas prices have actually come down a little bit, so that's favorable for household budgets. Yes. Let's move to manufacturing. We had uh, a lot of news last week from ISM and and Market Economics uh, with their samples, both of them uh, showing. Uh, accelerating growth uh, and uh, which conf conflicts a little bit with uh, uh, other indications from the government. Um, what's your take on the what's your take on the manufacturing sector, Mark? Well, I, it looks like manufacturers are a little bit optimistic. Uh, you see see that in the numbers from ISM and Market, but notably in the November employment report manufacturers hired 27,000 for the month after hiring 16,000 in October. And manufacturers would not be hiring if they didn't think they could sell their production. So clearly manufacturers are expecting a pickup in demand and uh, they try to keep their finger to the pulse of the economy very closely. Well, let's move, uh, as always, to the elephant in the room, which is the Fed, and whether there will be a tapering on December 18th or, or sometime next year. The Fed is using guidance from the unemployment rate uh, and, uh, and its expectations for inflation. The stated threshold for taper discussion is 6.5% uh, for unemployment, and we got a surprise drop in November to seven, uh, three, tenths, uh, three percentage points uh, uh, from 7% uh, uh, down from 7.3%. How do you see this affecting uh, the Fed? I think uh, they clearly took notice of the drop in the unemployment rate, but the Fed also has indicated that it will look at the entire labor market picture. And what the Fed really wants is a combination of a lower unemployment rate and moderately strong payroll growth, sustainable payroll growth. 
So while payroll growth, while improved payroll growth is still not robust and not yet sustained, uh, the unemployment rate came down partially due to a uh, very low participation rate. Uh, one can say that's not a plus for the economy in terms of uh, adding strength to the consumer sector. But on the other hand, you can say that's going to raise concerns by the hawks at the Fed that there's going to be tightness in the labor market and that could push wages up too much. Uh, so what we're likely, and there, there still will be doves voting on the FOMC December 18th. I still think the doves are going to carry the day this month. But what is likely to change is the discussion about guidance on how the Fed might indicate when and how much there's going to be tapering. There will probably clearly be one or two sentences about that issue. Most economists still think taper begins next year. See, you think that they will—they won't be uh, making any uh, policy moves in the December meeting, but they may be signaling uh, a future move. I think the focus will be on what the discussion is about and how they're going to provide guidance uh, next year. If not, they may change guidance this uh, FOMC. What's your thoughts on how the markets have reacted? Um, we're at, uh, there's lots of talks of asset, the, the risk of, that we're in a big asset uh, bubble right now, even at the time that um, we're uh, talking about re removing stimulus. So how do you think the markets are doing? The markets are still trying to figure the Fed out, though I think they're reaching some new conclusions very gradually. In fact, last week was very interesting. Um, it's not new, uh, but at tipping points for Fed policy, uh, good news can be bad news over worries about increases in interest rates. And sometimes good news is good news because it indicates that the economy is getting stronger. So last week we went through two phases. Uh, first part of the week, uh, good news was bad news, and you saw that in uh, slippage in equities. But by time we hit the, you know, that that was as a result of a string of healthy indicators. But on Friday, with the moderately strong payroll figures, uh, good news was actually good news, and uh, stocks jumped at the end of the week. Uh, so it looks like. Uh, the stock market is getting adjusted, but also the bond market, and that's where you th you would think the most skittishness would be. And the bond market seemed relatively calm. And despite a string of healthy reports last week, Treasury yields rose only moderately, with the five and seven year up 12 basis points, the important 10 year up 11 basis points, and the 30 year up only eight basis points. Uh, those increases were not earth-shattering by any means. It looks like uh, both equities and bonds are adjusting to the idea of a taper is going to happen sooner or later, but gradually, um, I think the, the healthy jobs report did raise the odds a little bit about the possibility 
of taper December 18th. But what also added to the odds was the muted market reaction to indicators overall last week. And one thing the Fed does stay concerned about is how well do the markets adjust to Fed policy and what does the Fed have to do in implementing policy to keep markets relatively stable. And this is part of the discussion? Absolutely. Uh, there's been Fed speak about you know, how do we go about unwinding without uh, rattling the markets. They, they want the markets, you know, they don't want to pick and choose prices, but they do want the markets to be relatively stable. Thank you very much. As always, Mark Rogers with Econoday. I'm Mark Pender for Econoday.